0: Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shearer, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Rita Labadeva, VP of Product Marketing at RightWay, a healthcare navigation and pharmacy benefits company that guides members to the highest quality care and medication through its app and team of health guides. Rita, it is great to have you on the show.
1: Hello, nice to be here.
0: So say a few words about RightWay. What are you guys doing that's new in the healthcare benefits and pharmacy space?
1: Sure. So RightWay is a service delivered through an app that really brings members through a better healthcare experience. And the way that we do that is we pair members with a team of dedicated health guides who can help answer all of their questions, help them find a high-quality provider, explain or even dispute a bill on their behalf, and then help them with their pharmacy needs? And on the back end, we take all of that member data, we analyze it, we identify high-risk and rising-risk members, and then our health guides perform proactive outreach to them. And so we're able to sell uh, to lower cost for our clients who are employers by up to fifteen percent, uh, and on the pharmacy side we actually have a transparent pharmacy benefits model that then brings in that navigation and we can save our clients up up to about 20% uh, in pharmacy costs in the first year as well.
0: Okay, very cool. Uh, It it sounds like a great service because, you know, as if you're getting insurance um, through an employer, you know, we've all been there. It can be pretty confusing just knowing like which plan to choose and how much is this going to take out of my paycheck? Like, it's not very transparent, you know? So it sounds like Absolutely. it's good just to have, have so, a, a service where you can get those answers and work with people who can guide you.
1: We were really started to be that doctor in the family, someone mm. who knows you, who knows the healthcare system and, and and can help guide you through it. So that was our founding ethos. Beyond just selecting the plan, it's also, you know, understanding what kind of specialist do I need to go to for Mm -hmm. for this service? Or why did I get this bill that's $80,000 and what can I do about it? So providing that guidance to our members is the reason that we've been able to be so successful.
0: Absolutely. Now, about three weeks ago, you guys held a big event, a day-long event called Rework Health, and it featured some pretty big names in healthcare discussing topics related to the intersection of health and work. And when we spoke earlier, you described the event to me as a tentpole moment. So what were your goals going into this big event? And what was your strategy behind planning the event to achieve those goals?
1: Sure. So right way, you know, is a newer car, uh, company compared to some of our competitors that have been around for decades. And one of our biggest objectives was really to raise awareness for the brand in general. So that kind of top line awareness. Here we are, you know, this is what we think, this is what we're trying to do in healthcare. But then the other side of that coin really is also driving lead generation. So making sure that not only are we telling people about right way, but we're also bringing them into our funnel and finding those folks who might be a good fit for our services. Those were our two objectives. And the reason we decided to go with an event like Rework is really to hit on both of them and kind of play with the... Uh, that talent angle to bring in people and then provide the right type of content that might give them um, the awareness of right way specifically and what our services are.
0: Okay. And so how did you do that specifically? Give me, give me some examples of how you yeah, plan sure. the event so- and, you know, to, to, to get that brand awareness without making it all about yourselves like an infomercial.
1: Exactly. And I think that's really, it's always so tempting for especially a newer company to say, hey, we have this great product, you know, we want to tell everyone about it, but we really pulled that back for this event. We focused on talent. So when we were brainstorming what we could do, we were thinking, all right, who are some big names in healthcare that are those trusted experts? And a name that kept popping up was Sanjay Gupta. And we were thinking, oh, it's it's probably, you know, a little bit out of our ballpark this year. And then we started thinking, okay, well, who else? And frankly, no one else came to mind. I think during the pandemic, he's been able to carve such an interesting space for himself, You know, having that wide lens across so many experts and kind of knowing, having his finger on the pulse, but then also knowing emerging solutions and technology, and then also being a neurosurgeon who's actually operating every Monday. So we thought that that perspective was just so insightful, and we were really excited to share it with our audience. But we also wanted to make sure that it wasn't this kind of... of one trick pony event and didn't become a sanjay gupta webinar so we thought okay how do we really tier this event so it starts at the highest level with this like Broad thought leadership and then bringing that down. So, in the middle of the event, we had Doctors Lena Wen and Dr. Zeke Emanuel, two also big names in healthcare. Dr. Lena Wen is a medical analyst on CNN, she's a public health expert. And then Dr. Zeke Emanuel, very involved with Affordable Care Act. He's vice provost at the University of Pennsylvania and, and having really thoughtful discussion with them as well about rising healthcare prices, something that's definitely on the minds uh, of our audience, but not something that we're, you know, that right wing. Is necessarily speaking about every single day. So, really tapping into what's on their minds. And then layering that even further with a panel of CHROs, so uh, Chief Human Resource Officers, uh, and having a panel discussion of how are they thinking about healthcare? What are some of the uh, innovative things that they're doing on their teams? How have they responded to the pandemic? And having a thoughtful discussion where, again, you know, We could insert ourselves if it made sense, but that really was not the focus of the conversation. And then there was a few sessions afterwards that kind of went a little lower funnel that folks could stick around for that were more specifically about, you know, care navigation and pharmacy benefits, but still using industry leaders versus, you know, uh, basically sales folks doing a demo of the solution. So that was a risk for us um, because, you know, this is a a large scale effort. There's obviously an investment component here Mm -hmm. and. Are we not sort of doing ourselves our due service by taking the time to to speak about right way? And the way that we did that and balance that is thinking about, okay, we have all these eyeballs. Yes, the sessions are uh, true thought leadership. We're not, it's not an infomercial. But what are they doing in between the sessions, right? So is that an opportunity to put in a little bit of branding to say, hey, you know, we can we can do this for you, or if you're interested, you know, you can go um, to this website afterwards. And so I think wrapping some of that in right way and rework language was really where we were able to insert ourselves in a really natural way instead of having people you know, log off and be like, okay, this is not what I came for. Goodbye. And we actually had a pretty consistent view through rate. So it was about a four and a half hour event. And I would say about 80% as far as like the audience stayed on through, which we were really excited about.
0: Okay. That's really cool. So that's one way that you measured success, the value you were getting from this event. How else have you been measuring that? In other words, like how, how successful was this event in terms of your your goals, your marketing and branding goals?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think with any marketing event, there's always kind of the short lead goals and the long lead goals. I'd say as far as the short lead, you know, we did get um, a really strong amount of participants. We had really high goals. It was our first event and we didn't have really any benchmarks for this. You know, it's also tough because in September, a digital event, you know, all kind of day or half a day, that's asking a lot of people. And so I think that we were maybe a little too convicted in how 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 many people we would have with some of these high power names but we still hit I'd say we got about halfway to our very uh, stretch goal however what we were really balancing against as well and what I said earlier was this you know true awareness versus lead generation so we gated the page and i think this is a tension that a lot of marketers are having right now of okay do you want as many people on there, which probably means you don't gate it and you might not know who they are unless they engage, you know, with a different part of your site, or do you want to know exactly who's on there? And you might get less people because I think people are very, very aware that as soon as they enter their email, they're kind of yours yeah. or at least, you know, an email or two. And so that was a tension um, that I think if we threw this event if, again, we actually would not gate it. I think we would make it purely awareness and then find more um, innovative and unique ways that, you know, if someone is interested, maybe they could click on something and and then that's really where they kind of insert their email to download. That was definitely a learning, but I'd I'd say as far as attendance, we got about halfway there. We also ran um, campaigns concurrently on LinkedIn and through AdRoll, really kind of targeting our audience. And that's where we saw a lot of that high value reach. And I think that's how we would combine it if we were to do it again, is basically do that broad awareness, don't get the page. And then through kind of secondary media channels, that's where you really are getting that lower funnel contact.
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like something really valuable to learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what, what would you say is the best decision you made during the planning stage of the event?
1: I would say is really thinking about what this experience is for an attendee you know, why, like thinking from their perspective versus from our perspective is what is the value we're bringing? And that's the lens that we brought to everything. That's what we brought to our advertising, to the panels that we selected, uh, or the panelists that we selected, the topics that we selected is let's put ourselves kind of outside of this and think, why is someone engaging with this content with this day? Because, unfortunately, it's not to speak to us. No one cares about what we have to say in the scope of this event. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's unfortunately true. And if they want to engage with you, they know how to find you and make it easy for them then versus, you know, kind of bamboozling them during the event. So I think that was kind of that first correct decision that we made, which is really hard when you're a startup, because this is your opportunity to tell everyone to shout it from the rooftops, all these, you know, great services that you have and how you can really serve these prospective clients. But I really felt strongly about that. And that conviction led us through every decision. So everything, even, you know, from When we were using kind of logos, we really led with the event, rework health versus right way. And I think, you know, at every point it was kind of like looking around the room, hand holding and saying, okay, we want to do it this way, right? We're not going to regret this. You know, this is a conscious choice we're making because we really believe in kind of this event and this is our content pillar. And what's that allowed us to do is now we have this secondary pillar that we can use for a lot of content that's right up the alley of our target market. So this is what they're thinking about, you know, the intersection of work and healthcare, not all day, because a lot of these folks are also thinking about their teams and wellness and burnout, and and they have a million other things in their mind, but they know that for when they're thinking about healthcare benefits, this is like the event for them. And we are also thinking about doing, um, blog series and other content that are kind of laddering directly up to this. We produce content after the event. So we made sure that it wasn't kind of a flash in the pan and really creating a moment that we could capitalize on before the event, but then also really uh, utilize the value of after the event. So we have an agency that we engage to create an ebook, a sizzle reel, uh, 15 second cut downs, LinkedIn ads, blog posts, all of this. That's kind of that first push into the content. And then that's something that we're continuing to Q4 and on into next year.
0: Okay, very cool. So it sounds like this is an event you're going to do again, try to make it like an annual thing.
1: Yes, I think that's our goal. Mm -hmm. I think we're still tweaking the, the dials around, is this in person? Is this virtual? Sure. Where is this? Um, so I think that's, you know, we would have loved to do this in person. It's just a different type of event when it's in person. And maybe there's a digital component to it, but this is definitely something that we are investing in for the long term.
0: So for for marketing teams that are kind of in a similar position to yours, they're thinking about do, planning some kind of big event, but they haven't done it before what would be your number one piece of advice when they're just starting out?
1: Start early. That's my number one piece of advice. Uh, Don't, don't put, I think a lot of times with marketing teams, and I know with startups too, it's like you put these crazy goals in place and then you feel like you have to meet them because you put those goals in place. So really think about, you know, setting a panel you know that sometimes takes weeks because these folks are really busy they're not going to respond to you you know the day they receive your email some do most don't so everything from that that can take a week and you can't put their headshots on anything until you have it secured and you can't run advertising you know with all the great speakers you have until you have it secured and you have to continue updating all of your assets and resources for for prospective attendees until all that is set. So it's a very iterative process and make sure you devote the amount of time that's necessary to it. Even, you know, especially with us because we really wanted it to be thought leadership. We didn't want to be super prescriptive to the panelists. We wanted to get their insights. So you have to perform intake calls. You have to make sure, you know, do research on their backgrounds and what they're great at talking about because that's how they then are excited to connect with you. I would say that's probably my biggest advice piece of advice is just allow time to do all that really thoughtfully and then you'll see that really harvest in the event and and provide a lot of value and also create great relationships with these people. It's such an opportunity to build relationships with other thought Mm -hmm. leaders in your industry. And then don't kind of in that same vein, don't underestimate the value of all of the production. Right? So Mm -hmm. I think that's something for us. If we're putting all that investment into advertising and into the speakers and the time investment, we want to make sure it looks really polished. We're bringing all these Mm -hmm. people here To listen to Sanjay Gupta, we can't put him on a Zoom. We can't put him on like a basic background. We have to brand the whole background, make it look really professional. And I think those types of things sometimes like people, especially when they're doing it for the first time, forget that they take forever. So just planning for that and finding a good partner for that, I think is really critical.
0: Great advice. It sounds like however much time you think it's going to take to plan an event like this, double it. And then maybe you're in the ballpark.
1: Exactly. And then just, you know, clear your calendar, I would say as much as you can kind of in the weeks leading up because there's going to be fire drills like there are things you're not thinking about and just make sure that that's, you know, something that you kind of give yourself time for. I would say my second piece of advice, and I think this is also very important, especially for marketing teams, is make sure The entire team is really on board for the event Mm. so that it's not just, you know, your CEO and executive leadership, but it's your sales teams feel really good about what the value of an event like this, that maybe is a little more awareness is doing for them and how it's helping them uh, and driving campaigns for them as well. So I would say that's probably also very, very important just as far as building kind of that relationship between sales and marketing.
0: I love that, right? Because if you don't loop them in, then you risk grumbling, right? Why are we spending all this mm-hmm. money on this thing? What about us? We're the, we're, exactly. we're the sales. We're, we're the ones actually bringing in the money. So yeah, great advice. Well, Rita, there's so much, it sounds like there's so much more we could talk about, but uh... That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe.